Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Today on Accent of Women, we speak with a worker organiser based in Cambodia. This woman is visiting Australia as a guest of a feeder, but for various reasons, I can't give you her name. A feeder, for those of you who don't know, is the international aid arm of the Australian labour movement. Labour movement and trade union organising is very heavily repressed in Cambodia, and listeners might recall the demonstrations in 2013 by Cambodian garment industry workers fighting for a minimum wage. Those demonstrations resulted in mass arrests and the murder by police of two of those activists. So given that level of repression, what are conditions like for workers and what does it take to organise in those conditions? Well, that's the conversation I had with this worker organiser. In Cambodia, I have been involved in a project with Australian organisation. Uh, one project is called Ben Abestos in Cambodia and another one is for entertainment workers and also to improve working conditions for the sex worker and entertainment worker. All this kind of work, we work with our partner as a trade union. For Abestos, we work with our construction union that we provide the training, raising awareness on asbestos hazards to the workers' health. Because in Cambodia, we know that most of our people do not know what is asbestos and how it impacts to people's health. So we provide those awareness to people by selecting peer educators from the construction union and then they continue to provide the asbestos awareness to the other construction worker at their workplace. And about such worker, we also work with our partner called CPU. So CPU, they also got their peer educator, those peer educator that we provide the safe work situation, uh, sorry, the, the safe work, how to work safely, how to protect themselves, how to take care of their health. Because of the sex worker in Cambodia, they live with a very difficult situation, so they do not care much about their health. They just want some money for their daily living. So our peer educator, they explain to those sex workers that you have to take care of your health, go for health checkup to test your blood for HIV. So if you got HIV, you have to know how to protect yourself and also to protect your client, not to spread this HIV to them. Because if this, they, if you transmit HIV to your client, it's a big problem because your client may transmit it to their family. So if you know you are HIV positive, you can uh, protect yourself, take care of your hair. And one more project related to entertainment worker, such as uh, karaoke and massage, they do not know how to uh, like safe work in their workplace related to OSH. And they may sometimes don't understand what is their rights. 
So we provide them the training related to their rice by using Procast 194. Procast 194 is a kind of degree that is released by the Ministry of Labor that cover the entertainment worker. So we use that to provide them the training to arrest their uh, awareness related to OSA. There are such interesting projects and very different. I want to start by looking at the construction industry and the asbestos work. And you said that a lot of the work is to educate the workers about the harm associated with asbestos. And I wondered if part of the work was also uh, to um, support and build the international campaign to ban asbestos and whether there is some campaign work inside the project to put pressure on the big companies not to use asbestos anymore. Yes, it's a good question that uh, we intend to do it. But because our asbestos project, we just start last year. So what we have done so far, we just provide the training. And we have some international network, like with uh, ABAN. We, we got network with ABAN. And also we have a campaign. For example, recently, during May Day rally, our construction worker, they got the banner by saying ban asbestos now in Cambodia and such as asbestos not here, not uh, not here, not anywhere. But we seem uh, do not have any campaign to press us on the businessmen that import asbestos yet. However, besides working with the construction worker, we also partnership with the Ministry of Labor working on abyssus. So Ministry of Labor, they set up the working group. The working group gather with the key ministry and the objective of the set up working group is to collect the information related to abyssus. But we cannot say the word ban or we press us to the businessmen yet because this is just a start for us. And we will see and learn more experience from other countries because we also have a link, Afida have a link with uh, uh, Vietnam and Laos that work on investors uh, much longer than Cambodia because the Cambodia have been working for two years on this. So what does the training of the workers involve? What do you say to the workers about asbestos in that training? We, we, we educate the peer educator by international expert from Australia. Uh, in Cambodia, we do not have any expert related to asbestos to provide them the training. So what we train them, that we bring the word asbestos to them. What is asbestos? How is asbestos impact to your health? How to protect yourself? So in the name of the construction worker, you, it seems you work very close to the uh, asbestos, but we do not know what asbestos, what are the asbestos containing material because in Cambodia, we do not have any facility or testing center to know uh, which material containing asbestos. 
So we, we just learned some from the international experts who introduced to us. It sounds like health and safety is a theme in all of the projects that you're working on. So that is um, obviously one of a uh, cornerstone demand of the international labour movement and, and local labour movements everywhere is health and safety at work. So next, um, the next group of workers that you spoke about were the sex workers. Um, and I can imagine that... Um, in Cambodia, the sex industry is both legal and illegal, and I would think that health and safety issues are different in the legal trade compared with the illegal trade. Yes, sure, you are right. Sex workers are illegal in Cambodia because of the illegal. Before they used to have the they they used to work in a block they call Brussels. And then after it demand after illegal and take a hard intervention by the government to stop them, so they spread everywhere. So they just work along the street, on the park, or somewhere. That's why safe work is really hard for them to get. So what we do, we just uh, uh, educate them. If you are a sex worker, you have to know how to use the, the condom. You have to use it to protect yourself. And do not uh, stand as a group on the park uh, or at the street because if you stand like this, the police will catch you. So if you have your own client, you can contact them by, by your phone or something like this and you go to the sex place. And you have to know how to recognize a group of gangsters. Because some gangsters, they come to you only one. And they want to have sex with you, and they ask you to go to the guest house. But instead, they don't bring her to the guest house. They bring her to the other place, and more guys over there are waiting for. So there are more people to, to, to make the problem with her, to have sex with her. So... This is very dangerous for her. So sex, sex work, we, we, we try to tell her, to, we try to tell them that you should know, you should recognize people before you go with them. Don't, don't, uh, don't dare to take a high risk, but just to go with everyone. And also now we have, a, uh, in Cambodia, they have a rehabilitation center that if they know you are a sex worker, they will catch you to put in a rehabilitation center. So if they catch you there, they will keep you for around um, one week, two weeks, or one month. So you will stay there, you cannot come out. So you, you should protect yourself not to, to let them to catch you. If you go there, for sure, sex worker, they have their family to look after. So if they cannot work, they will not able to, to support their children. So it's a problem for them. And is a part of the campaign to try to legalise the sex industry, given that um, it's, it would become, I imagine it would be very difficult to recognise these workers as legitimate workers if their trade is illegal? Actually... The CPU, Cambodia's Prostitution Union, 
they work with other partners like WNU, Women United Voice, something like that, to try to advocate to the government to legalize the sex worker. However, this is too hard, and it take it may take longer time because it is not just uh, related to working condition, but also it a kind of harmful to our culture because our Cambodian culture is not really provide the legally work related to sex worker. I wondered if you had any statistics or information about the, um, the kinds of injuries that sex workers experience. You referred to rape earlier and gang rape, um, but I expect, because it is the case for sex workers across the world, that quite a number of women are murdered in the course of their work. Um, and, and, I mean, we also talked about sexually transmitted diseases, but I'm more referring to physical injury. Do do you document this? Do women come to you with these issues? And do you know of women that have been killed during their work? Uh, recently, 15, last month, 15 women were catch to the rehabilitation center. And two months ago, one sex worker was killed. Her name is uh, Gunti. She was killed because the uh, security guard, the city security guard chased her, and then she tried to escape, and she fell into the river, and she was killed. She, she died. So this is uh, because she stand along the park to wait for the customer, and then the group of security guard come and chase her, and she ran, fell into the river. And the case is seem quiet now. Looking now at the uh, last industry that you talked about, and that's the workers in the entertainment industry, so that's karaoke, massage. What are, what are the conditions facing those workers? For the entertainment worker in karaoke, they first, uh, like I said, last time before, there's a man got a gun, something like this, and then when he's not happy with the KTV girl who don't want to go out with him and then he shoot in a KTV room. And for the beer promoter, one lady, she was asked to try to drink beer by a customer. And he mentioned that if you finish one ABC style, one can, I pay you five dollars, I give you five dollars. And then she want to get money, so she try to drink as much as possible. And he said that if you finish one, you get five. If you finish five, you get fifty dollars. You can imagine that a woman finish five cans of ABC stout. She will be very drunk. And then she got fifty dollars in her hand. And she drove a motorbike back home at night time. And then she got an accident. And she cannot work anymore because uh, she got accident. So 
because of their fifty dollar caused her an accident and she cannot work. Now she stopped working as a beer promoter and she is a very active union leader in the classroom. Are women workers in the entertainment industry um, susceptible to sexual harassment? Is sexual harassment a big problem for those workers? Sometimes, because when the client they got drunk, they never care. They just want, they just want to harass her. And if she refuses, they just say that if you don't want to be harassed. You you do you should not come to work as a beer promoter. You should not. If you come to work as a beer promoter, it is uh, normally to be harassed. So this is it sound like a crime. However, they face it. The the entertainment worker, beer promoter, they face such condition. And what is the project for these entertainment workers? What is the role of your project with them? For our Afida project role for the entertainment worker, we want to promote their rights. They want them to understand what is their right, that uh, they can complain to the authority if there is something happen. When the manager at their workplace ignore the problem, because normally the manager and their boss, they may treat the customer better than the beer promoter. So we have the peer educator to provide them the education related to Procast 194, because the Procast 194 is co- cover their eyes. What can they do? Who can they seek for assistance when they got a problem? I wanted to look at the situation in Cambodia more broadly. I know that there was a campaign for a minimum wage across the board, and at times. This, uh, the campaign and the protests became very violent. The government shot at a number of protests and some people died. What is the situation for workers and unions to organise in Cambodia? Is it always this heavily repressed? Actually, to protest in Cambodia before during the government uh, deadlock, the, the political deadlock in 2013, there seemed like the, the worker condition were linked to the political. That's why there was a huge violence happened during that time. Because the, the, the government, they don't agree with each other related to the election result. And then the government worker, they start to have uh, to protest for the minimum wage, 160, something like this during that time. So they start to link together. So it made the situation worse and worse. So the government, they take some action. They think this is the illegal because the, the factory worker, they come out along the street so the government, they take very strong action to stop them. So that violence killed some people during that time. And to have the, uh, to, to protest at the construction, sorry, at the factory worker, now you have to ask the permission. 
if you don't ask the permission from the government that to protest, the protest will regard as illegal. This is according to the new trade union laws. So you cannot just always protest. You have to ask permission. For workers across Cambodia then, not just in the industries that you're organising, what do you say are the most important issues that they're facing? They face like the related to the minimum wage because their salary is low and they have to spend for many things such as like rental, like water, electricity, eating, and they spend some for their family. So this is a problem for them. But now the government, they try to do something, like they increase the salary up to 153 now for the minimum wage, and they, uh, they, they link the electricity directly to the rental room, so the, the, the factory worker who rent the room, they pay the electricity directly to the government, not to the house owner anymore. So they just pay the exact amount. Before, they have to pay over because the house owner, they take more, uh, more expensive than the government provide. And also, the government, they... they uh, request to the house owner not to increase the rental room for them. However, they still face a problem because the salary and uh, their living condition is not match because right now everything is go up more expensive even though their salary a little bit high but the things like the uh, food, right? more expensive than before. Everything more expensive. They have to spend more. So the problem they still face is related to their living condition and the minimum wage is not much. So what's next for the labour movement in Cambodia? How will you go from where you are now to winning the demands? Uh, right now, the union leader and federation leader, they are discussing for the next year minimum wage with the Ministry of Labor to uh, how much should they provide to the worker. And this discussion now become better than before because they only take the uh, federation leader, union leader, the employer and the government, so three parties together to discuss how to provide a better minimum wage to the construction worker. So I, it doesn't come up yet that how much they will provide and what is going on with the discussion because it's just a draft with the ministry. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Was there anything you wanted to add? Uh, just thank you for the interview and hope the international solidarity may provide some help to Cambodia. And uh, we may think of what we can ask for the international to help, and we hope that we will work together to join together to organize the international solidarity for a better life for the people in the whole world. 
that was a worker organiser in Cambodia. She's here as a guest of AFIDA, the international aid arm of the Australian Union Movement. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.